Cherry Hill Volvo, we have absolutely incredible offers and a plethora of both new and certified Volvos from which to choose. We are eager to offer amazingly competitive prices, plus an additional $1,000 Costco discount on all new Cherry Hill Volvos. When leasing or purchasing a new or certified Cherry Hill Volvo, you become a valued part of our team. Join Cherry Hill Volvo for the pricing and attention you deserve. I am Judith Krepnick, president of Cherry Hill Volvo. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. WPHT, WPHT, HD, WOGL, HD3, Philadelphia. From the Cherry Hill Volvo Studios, where relationships matter. Always live on the free Odyssey app. The revolution will be broadcast. This is the next generation of talk. Now, this is the drive at 5. 30 minutes of non-stop talk with Rich Zioli. Will Jim Jordan have the votes for speaker? That is the question. Will he have the votes? We'll find out. We're going to find out very, very shortly. As Nancy May says, she will not vote for Steve Scalise. And Democrats in Congress can trust and work with Jim Jordan. Welcome back to the show. Glad you're here. 855-839-1210. And on Twitter, at Rich Zioli. A lot going on today. Let me begin with that, though. Nancy Mace walked the halls of Congress wearing a shirt that had a letter A on it, which she said was her scarlet letter A. Now, I know that that typically is from a book about adultery, but I think she was wearing that because she won't go along with the Republican majority who wants to see Steve Scalise become a speaker. Uh, I would like to see Jim Jordan, too. I've told you why. Jordan's a fighter. Guy's a fighter. And he he's just he's he's a pit bull. He's not afraid. But I also think Jim Jordan's just a very likable guy. I was talking to somebody recently who was an aide for a congressman in Capitol Hill, very young, and was at a place called the Hawk and Dove in D.C. Now, if you ever worked on Capitol Hill, the Hawk and Dove is a must uh, go to spot. It's great. In my opinion, the best mozzarella sticks you'll ever find anywhere. They're just great, delicious, and good good beers. And it's one of those places on Capitol Hill everybody goes to, kind of see and be seen. So she's there with some friends, and Jim Jordan's across the way. And she says to somebody, you think it's okay if I go over and say hello? And he, she walked over and said hello, and he was really nice to her and was grateful and wasn't like, you know, get away or anything like that. I've had Jim Jordan on the show a few times. I met him one time at the Republican National Convention. Super nice guy. And I'm not, again, this is nothing about Steve Scalise, but <clears throat> I think Jordan is the new generation. He's what we need. We need a guy who is not afraid to be a pit bull. Now, you know, the Republicans have to get over this whole idea of thinking that they have to work with the Democrats and they've got to turn around the Democrats and they've got to say, all right, whatever you Democrats want, you know, we'll we'll do it and we'll try to, you know, do a couple things that might make our people OK. Republicans need to go in there and set the terms. And make the Democrats come to them. And if it becomes a battle, it becomes a battle. And you need somebody who's willing to turn around and say, I'm not, I'm not going to worry about whether the corporate media likes me or not. And I think Jim Jordan's that guy. And I think Jim Jordan has, I mean, think of what he's accomplished already. Just being the chairman of the House Select Subcommittee on the Weaponization of Government. 
He's already accomplished so much of unearthing how the FBI has been abusing its powers against the American people, how the United States CIA was involved in the Hunter Biden laptop story, how big tech and the corporate media and the government worked together, the unholy triad to censor you and censor me and censor speech and put out the narrative that the government wanted. He's already accomplished so much in, in a very, very short period of time. And you know what nobody's talking about right now is Kevin McCarthy. So like I told you, what, two weeks ago when this happened, and I said to you, this will be a distant blip on the radar. It'll be, it won't even be a memory. Nobody cares anymore. Everybody who was angry about Kevin McCarthy getting ousted, all the people that were screaming and ranting and raving, and people like me who said I wanted Kevin McCarthy to go, you notice how they've all quieted down now? And now they're either on Team Scalise or Team Jordan. Most of them were conservatives are on Team Jordan. And I told you that. And good, let there be a fight for speaker. Let there be a battle. Let it happen. It's a good thing. You know, sometimes you got to do this every five, 10 years. It gets out the bad blood. There's nothing wrong with it. We got to stop being so afraid of fighting. We really have to stop being afraid of it. We are the, we are the heirs of people that risk their, literally their necks to lead a revolution against the British crown. We, we got to stop being afraid to fight. And those guys back then fought with each other all the time, physically fought with each other, not just with words, but they physically fought with each other. They had duels and I'm not saying we need to go back to that, although it'd be fun to watch, but we should not be afraid of giving hell to the Democrats. And I don't care what Nora O'Donnell thinks. I don't, I don't care what Kristen Welker thinks. I don't care what any of these people think. And I think too often we get into this trap of going, well, you know, the media is going to say, blah, blah, blah. Who gives a damn? Nobody listens to them anymore. Do you know that, that Kristen Welker, the new host of Meet the Press, has had now for her first two shows the highest ratings that Meet the Press has had, on, had in years? Well, who was her first guest on her first episode as a host of Meet the Press? Donald Trump. Just like I told you, there's a reason why she wanted Trump to be her first guest, because she wanted to come out of the gate with a huge ratings boost. And there's nobody who delivers ratings like Donald Trump, period. So, you know, the media may hate him and may pretend like they want him to go away. But deep down inside, they all want him to win. They want him to win. He's a ratings machine for them. You know it and I know it and they know it. So we got to stop being afraid to fight. Trump is a fighter. Trump doesn't put up with this crap. He fights back. And that's what Republicans need to do. And take a page out of that playbook. The American people have a lot going on in their life. You know, you got your job, you got your kids, you're, you're making, you're, you're working for a living, you're trying to get by. You can't worry about people who are too busy pussyfooting around on Capitol Hill because they're afraid of upsetting what, uh, you know, David Muir is going to say on ABC News tonight. Who gives a flying you-know-what about what David Muir has to say on ABC News tonight? And don't tell me that they set the narrative for the American people. It's two million people that watch these shows. And they're the same two million people every night. So enough with that already. Enough. you got to fight to save this country. And I think Jim Jordan's the guy to do that. I'm not the biggest Nancy Mace fan. I, I, there's a lot of things about Nancy Mace I can't stand. But I like the point that she's making about this. And, I, and I'm glad. I think, her, I think her nonsense about Steve Scalise being a white supremacist is stupid. It's wrong. It's repugnant, actually, what she's saying. But she should just stand up for Jim Jordan and not she should not demean Steve Scalise. Steve Scalise is not a white supremacist. He's not. And she shouldn't take that posture against him. The only reason to not support Steve Scalise, he's not a white supremacist. He's 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 just a guy who's more of the old guard. 
And we just need new blood here. That's the thing, that we just need new blood. It's good to have new blood. It's a good thing, and the Republican Party should embrace it. Um, <clears throat> I want to play this clip for you. I'm going to skip Nancy Mace for now, but I want to play this for you. This is... Um, this is Senator John Fetterperson last night who was on the uh, the Stephen Colbert show last night, yucking it up with Stephen Colbert on his, with his hoodie and gym shorts, appeared on the Late Show, accompanied by a tablet to assist him. And he and and, and, and you really you got to wonder to yourself the, the sense of irony here of John Fetterperson to talk about how he can't believe the people that are in government making decisions. It's just you can't make this stuff up. Cut 15. About the the dress code, yes, yes, yes. I, I, don't, know, I don't know. I don't know. We've what. heard about yeah. the dress code. Here you are. You're the star of it. <laughs> Senate dishes dress code as Fetterman and others choose casual clothes. Yeah, yes. Yeah, and, <laughs> yes. And, and I, I I swear, you know, it's assumed that it was about for me. And of course, I don't know why. I mean, the way I dress. But uh, I never asked for it, you know, and then when I knew that this was going to be announced, I was like, oh, boy, here it comes. But uh, but I was really struck by, you know, oh, my God, the world is going to burn because he's going to wear a hoodie on the floor. But uh, I mean, like Ukraine or shutting down the government or you know, all these issues, I think it's much more important to seize, you know, what will this man wear on the floor of the Senate? Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Well, uh, just in case you want to stay casual and formal at the same time, we got you a tuxedo T-shirt. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. That's funny. Oh, ha, ha, ha. Yeah, thank you. Thank you very much. Thank you. Yeah. It, 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 so, oh, I'm very grateful. Exactly. Great. It only comes in large, so it might look like a, uh, a onesie on you. Yeah. <laughs> um, is it awkward to be in the Capitol and then run into people that you have put up a devastating meme about because you've got excellent meme game. But then you have to see these people in the cafeteria. Uh, no, it's- now let's stop it there for a second, right? Trump got blasted for all of his mean tweets. Oh, he was so mean. You know, the world's on fire right now, as John Fetterperson points out. But it wasn't on fire when Trump was president. In fact... Uh, things were a lot better back then, but his mean tweets and where was the civility? Meanwhile, John Fetterperson makes all of these memes mocking people constantly all the time. And yet now when you see when a Democrat does it, it's funny. It's yucking it up. Forget civility. This is why I tell you all the time. Don't believe the people I you know, who I can't stand. I really can't stand these no labels people. The no labels people, the, uh, the, 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 the purple crowd, all these people. You know what they are? They're Democrats who have to run in Republican districts. That's what they are. That's the truth. The people that are, I think it's called the Problem Solvers Caucus or one of those things. These are people who have to, they're, they're Democrats at heart, but they, the only way they can win is in a Republican district. Or they've already won as a Republican and the district's changed and now they have to be act like more like Democrats. But they're not Republicans. They're, they're they're, they're certainly not conservatives. I mean, they're, they're, they're Republicans in name only, as we say. But the thing about bipartisanship, <coughs> which is something I, I can't stand, is that the, bipartisanship means Republicans have to consent and give in to whatever the Democrats want. That's the answer of bipartisanship. You look it up in the definition, according to the mainstream corporate media, and that's what it means. It means that when the Republicans are in charge, they got to do what the Democrats want. 
when the Democrats are in the minority, they're the brave ones who stand up to the tyranny of the majority and hold their and hold and hold it out for the American people. Bipartisanship is one of the greatest farces that has ever, ever been hoisted upon us. The second is this idea of civility. Now, we all have to get along. We have to get along. Look, you can get along at the end of the day. You know, Reagan and Tip O'Neill, the famous thing was that at the end of the day at five o'clock, they'd have a drink together every day. You can get along, but you should fight like hell over what you believe. Too often what you have, though, is that you have people that refuse to fight for what they believe. They, 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 They believe they need to get along on policy. No, screw that. Fight like hell for what you believe and then get along personally. Now it's the opposite. Now you have people that will, they will, they will like fold like a cheap deck of cards, but they're so worried about uh, what they say uh, in public. You know, they look like, oh my gosh. But, but Fetterman here is, he mocks Republicans all the time, mocks them. And that is something that gets cheered on by the crowd at, and at the late show. Trump's mean tweets were the subject of nightly news. Cannot believe a president would act this way. Here's this, this dummy sitting there with his hoodie and his shorts, a guy who one time chased down an unarmed black man with a shotgun simply because the guy was jogging. And he gets to make means. And, 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 and Stephen Colbert and the rest of the clapping seals in the audience there yuck it up. Give me a break. Go ahead. Uh, no, it's... <laughs> you all should need to know that America is not sending their best and brightest, you know, to Washington, D.C. Really? Mm-hmm. No kidding. Yes. <laughs> no kidding. Like, sometimes, sometimes you literally just can't believe, like, you know, these people are making the decisions that are, you know, t- determining the, the government here. It's, it's, it's actually scary, too. And, you know, before the, the government almost shut down. I mean, it came down to... A is this... I, honestly, as I'm listening to this, I just got to stop you, Matt DeSantis. Is this a Babylon B skit or something like this? <laughs> no, this actually happened. Did, did the Onion make this up? <laughs> no, AI has not progressed to that point yet. This is actually Fetterman. Because to listen to John Fetterman go, as he, as he sits there and stutters and says, they're not sending their best and the brightest to D.C., John Fetter person saying this, all I keep thinking to myself is, you're putting me on here, right? This is a gag. This is a gag. And at this point now, what, Ashton Kutcher jumps out and says you're being punked? Is that how this works? <laughs> uh, that is not the case. This is this is all real. You know, that stupid song by Alanis Morissette, isn't it ironic and nothing in the song was ironic? This is the most ironic freaking thing I've heard all day. John Fetterman sitting there and saying that we're not sending the best and the brightest to D.C. Oh, man. All right. In my office, and they finally came over from the House, and they're like, okay, well, this has to be unanimous in the Senate. And out of 99 of us, if one single one of us would have said no, the whole government would have shut down. And that's how dangerous that is to put that kind of power in one's hands because you have some very less gifted kinds of people there that are willing to really to, to shut down the government just to score points on Fox. Mm-hmm. Perhaps they have other gifts that they're just hiding from us. Yeah. And, and I, I never thought that having a, a, a Speaker of the House would ever be useful in, in kind of things come up. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I, I never thought that would happen. You know, it, it's uh, John Fetter person. Let's leave aside the stroke for a second here, because honestly, I don't want to pick on the guy for having a stroke. I mean, you know, it, uh, it's not the issue. The issue is that John Fetterman is a dummy who lived off his parents until he was 40 years old. He's never had a real job. The guy's been in government his entire life. He has he, he's done he's contributed nothing and he doesn't. He has not produced anything. 
And what is John Fetterman there for? What is the purpose of John Fetter person being in the United States Senate? What does he bring to the table? But you see, you don't have to when you're a senator. That's the beautiful thing about being in the U.S. Senate. You don't have to do a damn thing. You can pontificate all day. You could stand up there and make speeches. He can't do that, of course. But you can do all those things. And you don't have to achieve anything. But is John Fetter person fighting for the people of Pennsylvania that sent him there? No, of course not. He's selling out everybody over Biden's energy policy, for example. We are sitting on top of the Marcellus Shale, which could be the answer to really, truly America's energy independence and the world's problems. Does John Fetterperson use that opportunity to sit there with Stephen Colbert and say, you know what, Stephen, listen, I got a lot of colleagues in my party who are not the best and the brightest, and they keep talking about climate change. We have the ability to tap the Marcellus Shale. We could we could produce enough natural gas to power the earth. We could build a massive export station for liquefied natural gas right outside of Philadelphia, thousands and thousands of good paying union jobs. And we could be the answer to Vladimir Putin and all these other psychos around the world who are getting rich off of uh, natural gas and oil. And we could do that. But I got to be the guy to stand up against my party. So I'm going to channel Arlen Specter here and I'm going to reach across the aisle and say to my colleagues, time to get behind the Marcella Shale, time to get behind the liquefied natural gas export station. Oh, and also, while we're at it, uh, what I'm going to do is I'm going to fight the Biden administration on reversing the rule to put in place where you can't transfer natural gas via rail. Because by doing so, you have completely shut down the ability of places like my state in Pennsylvania to be able to transport liquefied natural gas. This is an answer to the world and my state can provide. Do you hear this idiot say any of those things? Nope, not not one. He doesn't. He does not even probably understand the issue. Not once. But that's what a guy who's supposed to fight for his state would do. That's what a guy who would actually want to fight for Pennsylvania would do. He's not interested in doing that. He's not interested in that. He's interested in sitting there and making jokes. And I get it that it's supposed to be a comedy show. But listen, those shows have checked out from being comedy shows a long, long time ago. A long, long time ago. Can we can we stop pretending that these are these are comedians, late night comedians? Stephen Colbert, like the rest of them, is there to push a lefty agenda. And you know who would love Donald Trump to be president? Stephen Colbert, because that guy would would love nothing more than night after night to come out and make so-called I won't say jokes, but I'll say Trump monologues because they're not jokes. They're not funny. They're just they're they're tirades. I mean, he should really do a show on MSNBC. But Fetterman's not interested in fighting for the people of Pennsylvania. I, I, last night, he's on John, he's on uh, Stephen Colbert. I didn't watch the whole thing, but did he talk about last night how, you know, the United Auto Workers, the strike, what this is really about is them losing their jobs to these electric vehicles and how these EVs are going to cost these people their jobs. And if he really wants to stand with the union workers in Pennsylvania, the men and women who, who work in the unions, just like his solidarity with their brothers and sisters in Michigan, how he's going to fight against the, 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 the attempt right now to ban gas-powered engines, the combustible engine, to this move by states to and the federal government to transfer everything over to EVs, which is going to kill jobs in the auto industry and enrich China. Does he say any of those things? Nope, not once. Not once. But it continues to be something that I have to sit there and listen to a guy like this yuck it up. And by the way, what a, what a, a, a depressed night if you and your family got tickets to see Stephen Colbert and the guest is John Fetter person. 
Or, you know, it's not a comedian. It's not Scarlett Johansson. It's not. It, it, it's not. No, you got to listen to this. This guy uh, Babylon with his with his tablet to help him. <laughs> yeah, that is kind of a bummer. You book where does they where do they film that show? Los Angeles. I think it's New York. No, that's Fallon. I think is in New York, right? Uh, well, whatever it is, right? Does it, it matter? Does it matter? Doesn't matter. You take your family there. All right, kids, we're gonna get on a pl- on a flight. We're gonna go see. We got tickets. We're gonna do dinner, parking, hotel, and the guest tonight: U.S. Senator John Fetterperson. The kids are looking at their dad like, seriously. <laughs> he was the main guest too. It looks like. Yeah, he was the main guest sitting there with the shorts and hoodie, going on about this. I I, I just. Uh, you know, and I, I even like I said to you yeah, t- today, Matt DeSantis, when we were doing what we what we call show prep, and I use air quotes for that since <laughs> not a whole lot of that that goes on around here. But I, you know, tomorrow's show at the Grand Hotel, we want to lighten it up a little bit. I don't, I don't be talking about beheadings at, at the Grand Hotel. I, I like it's Friday, and I want to keep it a little bit lighter, and hopefully, we'll be celebrating the Phillies' victory. These shows, they think about it. Used to say to America, "All right, you're about to go to bed. Let's give you a couple laughs and send you on your way, and kind of a good mood." Now these shows are so depressing; they're on unwa- they're unwatchable, in my opinion. They're just they're more lefty porn for people who are just angry. I I, I it's I I think they're terrible. But anyway, um, this is also not a onion piece, as Dylan Mulvaney wins the Woman of the Year award. Now, last time I checked, Dylan Mulvaney has a penis. Now I want to make sure I can say that on the air because I got dumped before. Can I say the word penis? Yeah, you can say that on air. I can say that? Yeah. Okay, it sounds better coming out of your mouth than, than mine, but I just want to make it, sure. Yeah, you, can, All right. you can say it. Dil- so as I just want to be for the record, Dil Mulvaney has a penis, correct? I don't think it was a chop-off. Was there a chop-off? I don't know. I'm, I'm too afraid to Google that. Can somebody Google if Dylan Mulva- Mulvaney had the chop-off? Not on these computers, I'm not. You're not doing that on that computer? <laughs> no. All right, well, somebody in the Zeoli Army the tweet me and let me know if Dylan Mulvaney... Because even if you got the chop-off, it still doesn't make you a woman. But I would like to know if Dylan Mulvaney at least got the chop-off. So let me know if anybody knows that, answer that question. But again, in another, in another fit of irony here, uh, the Woman of the Year Award at the Virgin... Atlantic Altitude Awards in London, cut 16. The Woman of the Year Award, supported by Virgin Atlantic, goes to Dylan Mulvaney. Hello, London! I am so honored to be here with you all tonight. And, you know, some see me as the Woman of the Year some see me as a woman of a year. And, and some, some people change. see you as a man. Sorry, go on. As I only publicly came out online 560 days ago. And some people don't see me as a woman at all. Because you're not? Because you're not? I know. Which is why receiving this honor from a queer publication like Attitude means so much more to me. Because here's what I've realized. Go you on. ready? Okay. What? So, no matter how hard I try, Mm -hmm. or what I wear, or what I say, or what surgeries I get, I will never reach an acceptable version of womanhood by those hateful people's standards. No, no, no. It's not hateful people's standards. It's called science's standards. It's science's standards. You You will never achieve womanhood because science says you're not a woman. It's not hateful people. You see, this is what the left does. They twist things around. It's hateful people. This is not it. No matter how much water wants to be, water can't be not wet. It is always wet. This is science. This is just not that complicated. 
It doesn't make me hate you. I don't hate Dylan Mulvaney. I hate what the people that hired Dylan Mulvaney at Bud Light because there's the biggest some of the idiots uh, in corporate America in the marketing department. I don't have no hate in my heart for Dylan Mulvaney. I find Dylan Mulvaney to be annoying, but this is what the left does. No matter how many surgeries I get, Dylan says, no matter how many outfits I wear, no matter, I can never reach an acceptable level of womanhood, period. Because you're not a woman. You can't be a woman. You can't become a woman. You can live your life as a woman. You can live as a woman. You can do that. I will, I will submit that to you. You can live your life as a woman. But it does not make you one. And that does not make me a hateful person. I, I should not have to defy science and deny universal truth and pretend that gravity does not exist so that I'm not a hateful person. It's like, no matter how much I try, I can't stop things from falling. But yeah, because gravity's a B. I can't say, I'm going to get dumped if I say that. Can I say gravity's a bitch? Can I say that? Oh, you, you just did. All right, so if I drop this glass, I go, no matter how much I try, no matter how much I want, I can't stop this glass from falling because gravity's a bitch. It doesn't mean that gravity's hateful. It just means that gravity is going to take that glass and bring it to the ground. Right? It, I don't think gravity hates my glass. I don't think that gravity, I'm not a gravity denier, and I don't think that gravity denies gravity either. But this is, this is the game that's played, and it infuriates me. So, I, so we, we have to turn around and pretend that science is not real, that you can get surgeries and mutilations and amputations, and that will then make you uh, into something that you're, you're not biologically, that your biology can change. Biology cannot change. Biology can't change. I can walk around all day and go, you know what? No matter what I do, I wear a scuba suit all day. I still can't be Aquaman. All freaking day. I still can't talk to fish. I still can't breathe underwater. I, 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 you know what I'm saying? I, I, no matter what, I've, I can have surge. I have gills implanted in me. I still can't w- go swim underwater and talk to fish. You can't, yes, I can't do those things. You're right. I can't, no matter what. Does it make me hateful? If I'm about to walk into the ocean at the Grand Hotel tomorrow and I've cut myself and I've added gills to myself and a fin, I got somebody added a fin to me and I got, I got flippers <laughs> on, right? And I go, I'm a fish, and I'm going to walk in and go, and, and you stop me and go, please don't, because you're going to drown. And I go, no matter what, no matter what I do, no matter how many surgeries, how many gills I get put on, no matter how many fish scales I get put on, and I still can't stop these hateful people from calling me Aquaman. I can't stop these hateful people from calling me a fish. Well, screw you, I'm going swimming. <laughs> Sounds like the shape of water, the plot line. Oh, that's that. stupid. Yeah. That- that was the fish sex movie, right? Yeah, that movie was terrible. And Dawn loved that movie. Really? She loved that movie. I never saw it, but... Yeah, but she has lots of movies she likes. She likes Fifty Shades of Grey. She likes all those mom porn movies, you know what I mean? Yeah, The Shape of Water was not good. And I love Guillermo del Toro as a director, but not his strongest effort. Yeah, no, not that good. Look at me, everybody. I'm, I'm a fish. I got, I got scales and gills. Look at me. I got a tail. Look at this. I'm a shark. Watch me. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go uh, swim around the world. See ya. And then four seconds later, when I'm when I'm when I'm choking under the water, I mean, you know what? I mean, I've tried to tell him the guy is not a freaking fish, but I don't want to be hateful. So I I I I I can't I can't eight five five eight three nine twelve ten on Twitter at Rich Zioli. When are we gonna check in with the guys at the ballpark again? The corporate chill slash Darth Stalker slash the executive uh, producer of Kale and Company slash co-host of Kale and Company slash. Brand manager, Slay, you got too many freaking titles. Looks and sounds great. Send a screen grab to the big bosses. We are light years ahead of every other station technology-wise. Good job, everyone. 
Should well you be done. reading Greg's probably uh, not a dump that. on air? <laughs> dump that. Oh, they have better phones than us too. <laughs> That's definitely. Or we have not the best true. phones. Whatever. Oh, and he got back to me today by getting a Zioli Army shirt in the Kelly green. Like the for the like the Eagles color. Oh, yeah. nice! And it is going to happen. Sweet, very cool. I can't tell you when. But Hopefully before the end of the. By season. then the Eagles may have a different color. May I have one? Yeah, I would like one too. Look, I'm a bird. I got wings surgically attached to me. Look, I can fly. <laughs> I'm going to jump off the Grand Hotel. No matter what I do, I put wings on. I put an Eagles beak on. No matter what, these people still these hateful people won't call me a bird. They won't call me Birdman. All right, 855-839-1210. Cherry Hill Volvo on Route 70 in Cherry Hill is a wonderful place to go. And this is a great month to purchase or lease a new Volvo for my friends at Cherry Hill Volvo. They have always had an incredible inventory of aggressively priced Volvos. But this month, there are a plethora of discounts and offers available. Too many to list in one commercial, but the incentives start at $5,000 and can escalate all the way up to $11,000. So whether you want to purchase or lease a new or pre-owned Volvo, now is the time. I love my Volvo from Cherry Hill Volvo, and I know you will too. Just as important, of course, is the best pricing and the highest quality service. You know, we broadcast live from the Cherry Hill Volvo studios, and on that, no one can match Cherry Hill Volvo. They always work hard to provide the exceptional luxury experience you deserve. Cherry Hill Volvo cars offer a full line of new Volvo vehicles to fit every lifestyle, I'm driving the XC40 right now, and I love it. Cherry Hill Volvo is the most accessible Volvo dealer to Philly and South Jersey, right across the bridge. Judith, Yosef, and the entire team look forward to meeting you. Cherry Hill Volvo is where relationships really do matter, and they matter. I drive the XC40. Bridget drives the XC90, and she loves it. And we're going to be taking the car tomorrow to the Grand Hotel of Cape May, and I know that we'll be safe, and we'll get there in style. And you're going to love it, too. And maybe if you want the S-Class, which is made right here at their plant in South Carolina. Either way, you'll have an amazing experience from great people. Wonderful team. at The, pe- the people that sponsor our studio, Cherry Hill Volvo, where relationships matter. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. 
Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. The Zioli Show, on your schedule. From Talk Radio 1210 WPHT in the free Odyssey app. All right, welcome back to the show. Glad you're here today. Laco and I, we're going to check into our buddies down at the ballpark in just a moment. But first, uh, my buddy George Bacchetto is live from the White House in Washington, D.C. George, how are you, pal? Rich, I am just having the time of my life here in the White House. You know, you had a, you did a great job on Friday co-hosting the show with me. Got a lot of great feedback. People loved it. They loved hearing from you, and they, they I just heard so many great accolades. <laughs> and the history of Columbus you share with us, your fight for the Columbus statue, your fight against Kenny. So great job. Thanks so much. We're here in the East Room, and there's about 200 uh, Italian-American dignitaries from all over the country. And Jill Biden, First Lady Jill Biden, gave a very warm speech uh, to the Italian community and pointed out, Rich, and I didn't know this, pointed out that she's the first Italian-American First Lady ever to serve in the White House. How about that? Well, there you go. I'm amazed that the White House actually recognized Italian-Americans. Did they actually mention Columbus's name? They, They mentioned Columbus's name. They had a beautiful singer. We have a 10-piece orchestra in the, in the lobby of the East Room playing uh, wonderful Italian music. I mean, it's just uh, an occasion that is so supportive of the Italian community. It really is a, quite, a, quite a display of support. Well, and uh, I'm you so deserve, happy to be here. You, you deserve the accolade for that because you told me early on that the Biden administration started to be hostile towards the Italian-American community in Columbus, and you set them straight. So good job. Yeah, yeah. Well, Rich, I wanted to call in. I wanted to let the, re- uh, the listeners know that uh, your roving Italian-American reporter is at the White House <laughs> getting some return on his tax dollars. I'm drinking White House wine. How can you beat that? At what does what, what White House wine taste like? Is it Italian wine for, for the Italians? I'll tell you, it is, it is so sweet and free. Uh, the free part is at, at really the sweet part of it. Uh, but it's, uh, it's nice to get a little return on our investment, you know? Good, good, good. Excellent. I'm glad to hear that. I'm glad to hear that. As far as, uh, as, as the Italian-American community goes... Uh, George, we, we, we deserve the recognition. You, you're a fighter for that, and we appreciate it. Now, do they have any eggplant parmesan today? <laughs> I haven't seen it yet, but I'm, I'm sure there's some to come. All Rich, right. it's always a pleasure. Thanks so much for letting me share this with your audience. All right, we'll let you get back to the White House. George Bacchetto, thank you, buddy. Thanks for calling in. Thank we appreciate you, it. Bye-bye. All yeah. right, goodbye. Love it. That's great. Good for him. Uh, 855-839-1210. See, Jimmy Minnelli's complaining about the fact that I have to do live reads. Jimmy, as I posted on uh, the YouTube stream, buddy, we're not NPR, man. We don't get government sponsors, and this show's free. You don't have to subscribe to it. So our advertisers, our subscribers, they are our heroes. They are our family. So, you know, that's, that's, that's the price you pay, and please support them, because without them, we're not on the air right now. All right, uh, let's see. Let's go. You want to check in with our guys down? Did I say that at the ballpark? We're going to check in with them now? No, we're not going to do that. Why don't we, can we check in? Why not? They, say, they seem like they're, uh, they're ready for us. They're staring at me. Can I, can I check in? 
Yeah, we're, we're here if you're ready for us, Rich. Uh, I'm ready, guys. How are we doing oh, down yeah, at the we are live here. Yeah, we're live here at Citizens Bank Way, man. It's a freaking awesome time. We just had a Chris, one of our regular uh, other side contributors in the chat, stop by. Uh, a little, uh, a little uh, drunk, I might say. Uh, cursed a little <laughs> bit on the stream. Thankfully, he's Thank not you. here for our, uh, you know, radio hit because it might get us in a little bit of trouble. But if you are coming down the game, Citizens Bank Way, it's a block party here, man. It's a freaking awesome time. Come join us. Come see me and Anthony. Uh, we're all here. WIP B101. All the odyssey stations we wish you were here rich i wish i was there too it sounds like you guys are having a blast uh i see people are filing in everybody's fired up everybody's in a good mood i also noticed there's a lot of retro phillies jerseys i mean i'm wearing retro tonight a lot of blue jerseys yes they're uh they're the powder blues tonight supposedly so we're gonna clinch with the powder blue on and a lot of people i mean that's a jersey favorite i think for everyone but it seems like uh they're out in droves here and bryce harper too yep yep bryce wore a powder blue suit Suit. And on the lining of the suit jacket was the Philadelphia skyline. So oh, very everyone's cool. embracing it tonight. Yeah. Yeah. So the pow. All right. So the Phillies are going to be wearing the powder blue jersey tonight. When when was that the prominent uh, jersey? That Did was announced know? today. I mean, what was that? Was that through like '84 to '91? Hmm. I know they changed to the modern logo right around when that crook team made it to the '92 World Series. It might have been the year or two before that. I think if I could guess, I mean, it's before I was born, but I. I I think 1990 was the year they they switched to the modern red and pink. Thank you for not asking me that question, Rich. You know, I, I personally red is not <laughs> red is not a great color on me because of my rosacea, as I mentioned. So I kind of <laughs> hope that we go back to the powder blue. You know, I think you look beautiful in any color, Rich. You know, <laughs> maybe kiss a butt here. Well, you know. are a good man, Dan Borowski. I'll tell you why. Uh, Dan Borowski and Dorenzo are down at the ballpark right now at the other side, and they're having a great time. Citizens Bank Way. How can people find you? They want to come by and say hello. We are right outside of the new era team store, right by the left field gate, uh, directly across from the Chickie and Pete Crab Fries truck. You can't miss us. They got cornhole. You can take some pictures. Uh, they have even uh, some of our talent from WIP. There's even free soda. If you want a free soda, there's one tent right next to us, so you can't miss it. Uh, and the band's rocking all the way until, I think, 730, so get down here. Fantastic. All right, first pitch is at 8.07 tonight. Uh, you got the lineup for me? I'm going to ask you that at 6 o'clock, so get that together for me. The, start, yes, the starting lineup. And Representative Martina White joins us next. Is that true or is that an old Chiron that's on the screen? I see that on the screen. I don't think she's coming on. <laughs> is that on the screen right now? Yeah, I see that right now. I don't think she's oh, coming well, on. Live production. Live production, baby. <laughs> yeah, Let me get it back like to where it. it's supposed to be. Where, where is it supposed to be? I mean, I'd love to have Actually, What do you want it to on, say? I can put anything you want up there, Rich. Is there some kind of message that you want up there? <laughs> yeah, put put, uh, put, put uh, the... Let's see. What do you want to put up there tonight? Rich... Yeah. Wear socks with sandals. <laughs> <laughs> Very nice. All right, we'll do that. Rich wears socks with sandals. How there about you that? Go. Very good. Okay. Uh, thank you for that. I appreciate that. All right, well, that, that's, that concludes our check-in with you guys for the rest of the night. <laughs> we will have Rich. that a lineup for you next time you check in. And uh, also, I want to talk a little bit about Spencer Strider and the uh, the fan reaction he might face after going viral and saying he doesn't like playing in front of fans. What, what a perfect place to be Actually, here in Philadelphia. Actually, we got that clip. You want to hear it? Let's play it right yeah, now. Everybody yeah, play here it. to get some context. Go ahead. Do you have any hot sports takes? Hot sports takes. Absolutely, there should be no fans. 2020 season, no fans. Get rid of the fans. It's too loud. Too loud? It's too okay. loud. Everybody be quiet. We don't, we don't need the, the cheering. We know you're watching. I don't need a fans. Uh, you, you stay outside the stadium. You, you, I mean, back it up. <laughs> Let's do like a no lower bowl thing. No lower you know, bowl? Okay. Just kind of, yeah, yeah, yeah upper deck's like great. Upper deck's great. Outfield, phenomenal. 
Oh, we don't, we don't we, need you around the dugouts. Right. Just, just try and be quiet. Oh, he's he, and be quiet. He's played in the wrong in city if he wants to try have people be quiet, huh? <laughs> that is right, my man. That is right. The loudest baseball stadium I think ever in the history of the game. It's gonna be something in there for him to drop those comments with this going on. I, I think it is a blessing. I think almost that we lost game two to be able to do this in game four. Yeah, no kidding. I mean, we are the greatest fans. We are the most passionate fans ever, period, in the history of sports. And I'll tell you something else, too. Maybe I'll give him the benefit of the doubt. Maybe he was being sarcastic, but I, the fans are what makes the difference. That's why Philadelphia is going to win tonight. The Phillies, absolutely. We, we crush it at home, I think. So Strider's a wuss. Yeah. Here's I, the wuss. I, I mean, Rich, uh, obviously the Yankees and the Red Sox haven't been like – the greatest teams throughout my life, they won a couple. I don't think, that, and that's what everyone talks about when it comes to baseball, I don't think either of those stadiums have ever been as loud as well, we've Well, been. think back to what happened this year with Trey Turner. The guy slumping, uh, the entire city gets behind him, gives him a standing ovation, right? and he's yep. been on fire ever since. Like, you don't see that in other cities besides Philadelphia. That's what makes it so special, right? Now, one thing I do want to say, though, is all the people who are sitting right behind home plate in all the rich seats, mm -hmm. get off your ass and stand up and cheer, Absolutely. okay? I'm serious Absolutely. about that. For real. For real. I want to see him doing the chop, too, the mocking chop. If the Phillies chose you to be in the stadium tonight, if you want a raffle, if you had season tickets, yeah. if a friend game, you, you have a duty. Like, this is more important than your job tomorrow. Get out there, chug your beer, <laughs> scream. throw. We're not going to throw the beer cans on the field, though. We're not uh, classless. No, no, no. no, no, no. Like, the, like the Braves fans. But, yeah, no, come on. you got to be as loud as humanly possible. It's going to be rocking. How do, we, how do we feel about the, uh, the, the mock Braves chop? I love it. I thought it was hysterical. I love oh, it too. Awesome. I love it too. I love just throwing it right in their face. You could see on the faces face. of the players too how much it was annoying them. It was fantastic. Great <laughs> troll job by the fans last night. They can't stand us. Well, look, it's they great. Listen, they trolled us. They had it coming. As far as I'm concerned, they had it coming. That's right. They that's did. right. I agree. All right. You know, uh, can I just say one more thing? Yeah. One thing that's really been bothering me. I, I spent a lot of time online looking in social media forums. And uh, the, the Braves fans, instead of attacking our team, they started calling us rich the ugliest city in the country. Philadelphia, they, they say there's no beautiful women in what? the stands. There's no good-looking women in Philadelphia. What? I disagree, right? We are I'm not I'm watching them city. walk by you right now. There's beautiful women down there. <laughs> beautiful women out here. I, guys down in Atlanta making fun of us. Get out of here, man. Come up to Philly. See the women down here in South Philadelphia and uh, see, see if that changes your mind. Listen, I bought I bought Bridget a ladies' cut Harper shirt and she looks smoking in it. Is all I'm going to say. All right. Yeah, so exactly. we got yeah. plenty of hotties in this city. <laughs> Talk up to wife. Yes. Got to yes. make sure in case she's listening. You know. <laughs> Anybody's comments and all the hot like women it. walking by you. So, you know. <laughs> dump button. Dump, dump button. that. Yeah. Dump oh my that. God. Uh, all right. Well, guys, you're doing a great job. I'm jealous you're down there. This is fun. Uh, what a great experience. The other side with Dan and Dorenzo. We'll check back in with you in a little bit. And uh, thank you, guys. Appreciate it very, very much. Thank you, Rich. All right. Thanks. There's an update on the speaker battle. More people are defecting away from Steve Scalise. In fact, Representative Chip Roy says he simply does not have the votes and it's not going to happen. Here's something else that I learned before a short time ago regarding the speaker's race. And I think this is very important to understand. On the 113 to 99 closed door Republican vote, Steve Scalise scored the votes of three non-voting delegates to Congress who are part of the Republican conference, but cannot vote for speaker on the floor. That would include the delegates from American Samoa, Guam, and Puerto Rico. 
Fox News reporting that if he had received fewer than 112 votes, the conference would have had to vote a second time. So in other words, this is sort of a, it's a kind of a fugazi here to say that he got the 113 votes because you can't count the votes of those three because they can't actually vote on the floor of the House, which is interesting. Also, this is an important point as well. Uh, Delegate James Moylan of Guam cannot vote at all because Guam has uh, capsized and tipped over into the ocean (laughs) because of climate change. So he can't vote anyway since he's underwater. So that's a damn shame. Shout out Hank Johnson. Shout out to Congressman Hank Johnson right there. It's also worth noting, Jim Jordan <laughs> did offer to endorse Scalise on the House floor right. um, when they originally were intending to hold this uh, speakership vote on Wednesday, uh, and that did not move the needle either. No, it's, I, think, I, I do think that, that he's done. I mean, Scalise is, look, it's, you know, he, they, they may add respect here, but they got to move along. So do we know when the next vote's going to happen? Have they said yet? It was uh, There was a chance it was going to occur today. Obviously, okay. that didn't occur, so maybe they're going to regroup and try for tomorrow, but it doesn't seem as though there's a solution um, uh, on the horizon. All right. Well, let's see how it goes. I know uh, we didn't play the clip, but uh, Mace, uh, when she spoke with Jake Tapper last night, she did say that she was not going to vote for Scalise. Um, she was... Uh, firm uh, with her and her support for Jim Jordan. But she also said, interestingly, that eight other Republicans, at least eight other Republicans, uh, viewed the situation similarly. So he may not have nine Republicans. Nah, he doesn't. He, he's not going to get it. That, he's not going to get it. The only question now is, can can they rally behind Jordan? And they should end it. Move on. Let's go. That's what needs to happen here. All right. Listen, fourth and final hour coming up. Got a lot to chat about tomorrow. Live at the Grand Hotel of Cape May, New Jersey. I want to see you there. It's going to be a lot of fun. And hopefully we'll be celebrating a victorious Philadelphia Phillies tomorrow. Whenever you want to take your family away, the Grand Hotel of Cape May is where you should go. It's an easy, close drive. And when you use my name, Zioli, you're going to save 15% off your midweek stays. That's right, 15%. It's great. I'm telling you right now, there's nothing better been enjoying the Cape May this time of year because the crowds are gone. The weather is great. Restaurant reservations are easy to get. And the Grand Hotel is beautiful. Beautiful rooms, suites, townhomes, an indoor heated pool for the kids. They'll love that. And it's big enough. You do. It's a great big pool. Restaurant on site, Hemingway's Restaurant. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Delicious food. Chef David Mills does an incredible job with the freshest steaks and seafood handcrafted cocktails as well. Plus, there's so much to do in Cape May. You have the uh, Washington Street Mall, which is an outdoor mall. You also have wineries and breweries and, of course, the beautiful white sand beaches. Cape May is also beautiful around the holidays, too. Christmas in Cape May, they take it very seriously and they go all out. It's gorgeous. If you've never done it, make your reservation. Use my name, Zioli, from now until the end of the year. Book direct with them for the best rates. Call 800 257 8550 800 257 Do it today. We'll see you tomorrow live at the Grand Hotel. You don't need a reservation. There's no charge to come to the show. Come anytime you like between 3 and 7. Stay for as long as you like for the live broadcast. And if you've never been to a live broadcast, I'm telling you, there's nothing like it. You will have a great time. You'll meet your fellow Zioli Army members and you'll have a blast. All right? GrandHotelKateMay.com. See you tomorrow. 
Bridge Seoli, weekday afternoons 3 to 7. Talk Radio 1210, WPHT, and on the free Odyssey app. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. You'll be glad you did.